Did you know you can get pre-qualified leads at no extra cost through the TD Auto Finance TD Wheels app? Contact your dealer relationship manager today or call us at 1-855-TD-AUTO-1 to find out more. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the September 16th, 2022 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Lason, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. My guest today co-founded his electric vehicle charging company way back in 2009. He has since added a second factory in Quebec and one more in Michigan. And the company has grown to about 400 employees. Today, we'll find out what's next. I'll ask him how many EV chargers Canada really needs, whether Canada can get to 100% of its sales being zero emissions vehicles by 2035, We'll also discuss range anxiety and who should pay for public infrastructure and more. All that when I speak with CEO of Flow EV Charging, Louis Tremblay, on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. Louis, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Thank you so much, Greg, for having me. It's a pleasure. Let's start right here in Canada and broaden out from there first. How would you describe demand in the electric vehicle charging market in Canada? What is demand like right here at home? What's well, a demand is crazy. Uh, I've been in the industry for the last 13 years, and I would say it always has been like a demand problem trying to convince people to, people to jump on an EV on an electric car. And right now it's the total opposite. So the charging market is following. Um, how strong would you say that market is? Is it is it easy to keep up? Can we keep up? Can you keep up? Obviously, we can keep up. We're 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 working on making sure we are keeping up. And and one thing that I would say that it's a it's more than I would say uh, a today's topic. I think it's becoming a, a, a real trend. Uh, w- one of the major barrier uh, for the adoption of EVs for the adoption of charging infrastructure has been the price of the electric cars and this this barrier is is soon to be removed as uh, Bloomberg BNF are forecasting that in 2024 we should have the price parity between EVs model and internal combustion cars so yes Greg we're getting ready uh, to that uh, tipping point here where it's gonna continue to grow uh, and that barrier won't be there anymore. Well, it's funny you say that because just this week, um, Chevy said the Equinox EV will be priced at $35,000 Canadian, which is a pretty fair price for an electric vehicle when compared to and with the internal combustion engines. Are are you watching this happen elsewhere around the world? And is that helping you get prepared? Because we know in Europe, for example, countries over there, um, Norway, um, for example, as well, uh, almost every new vehicle over there is an electric vehicle now. So are you watching other markets to plan for what's coming to Canada? Yeah, definitely. And talking Norway, they've been pioneers. They've been pushing with incentives, strong incentive for the last 10 years. And this is why it's a, it's a leading country. And I would say this is exactly where we are. And again, back to our company, back to flow. If we want EV adoption, we need to make sure we're going to deploy a reliable charging infrastructure. And this is definitely a question that any EV drivers, future EV drivers are asking themselves is, will there be opportunity to charge where I'm going to charge? So we're the answer of that question. So that leads me to this question. We've heard all kinds of estimates when it comes to the number of EV charging stations 
that are needed in Canada or will be needed in Canada? We've heard from hundreds of thousands to millions. What's the correct number from where you sit? How many EV chargers will Canada need? That's that's a great question, Greg. And recently, you know, I, I would like that to be, you know, business wise as many as possible. But to me, it's, it, it needs to be a balance. I used to say that like that chicken and egg problems we had since 13 years of plus is, you know, do we deploy more chargers at the beginning or, you know, do, should we wait for the car? I think we need to, you know, to keep a right balance. And crystal balling is always difficult, but what what seems to be the, I would say, the the source of truth, the federal government is planning on having around 200,000 public accessible charger by 2030. So a mix of, you know, fast charger, ultra fast charger in between, ultra fast charger in between cities and level two charger standard charging that you can, you know, park on a curb in Toronto or Montreal, for instance, and charge overnight when you, you know, you're a garage orphan. So I would say this seems to be pretty accurate. It's it's around one uh, one charger per 24-ish electric vehicle, which seems to be a, a decent ratio. Maybe some years will be lower than that, higher than this, but it seems pre- pretty reasonable. But what is the most astonishing is right now we have we are shy of 17,000 uh, uh, chargers. So there's a lot of ground to cover and a lot of chargers to deploy. When it comes to deploying those and when it comes to public charging or even just charging away from home in general, whether that's at a a condo or your workplace, whatever, who should be responsible for the majority of that infrastructure? Should that be a private sector venture? Should automakers provide chargers since they're the ones selling the EVs? Should government provide the chargers because government is putting in the mandate that everyone must sell EVs? Who should be responsible for the cost of building out that infrastructure? Oh, that's that's a great question. And, and I would say the answer is, you know, every everyone should be part of this journey. We are in the energy transition. We are fighting climate uh, change. Uh, we have targets, uh, you know, in 30 years, 2050. It's, it seems to be far away, but it's, you know, at, at the planet level is, is really soon. So I strongly believe that every partners needs to be involved. What I mean by that, it's a new industry. We were talking price parity between uh, EVs and uh, internal combustion engine. So government has a strong role right now to help everyone to make this, the shift, which means bringing incentive uh, or ways to making sure that people will have EVs that are accessible making ZEV mandate that push some pressure on the OEM, but at the same time, government needs to make sure they're going to be part of the deployment of the infrastructure, investing in those ventures. Sometimes it will be government-owned or publicly-owned and sometimes private-owned. Uh, enterprise, enterprise owner like, like me, I need to deploy workplace chargers. EV drivers need to make sure they buy their own charger at home. Utility has a big role to play. You know, they're providing the the fuel, if I may, the electrons, and some of them are, are, are playing more pro- proactive and reactive. So the long, the long answer short is everyone needs to be part of it. You mentioned the ZEV mandates. Um, by 2035 is the goal in Canada that all new vehicle sales will be zero emissions vehicles. Um, will we get there, do you think, or, or how do we get there? What else needs to be done to encourage that uptake? 
Yeah, deployment of infrastructure is definitely one of the answer, major answer, and the education of customer as well. And and Zev mandate is you know it's uh, it's one of the ingredient in the mix, but we need to make sure it's it it comes with stronger policies on, uh, with strong policies investment on the charging infrastructure with incentive because Zev mandate put pressure on OEM sets guidance for utility municipalities fleet operator and so on to which direction we want to go. But again, we need to work together to making sure we're going to deploy enough charger at the right time. And most of it, and this is the core value of flow is it's not only putting dots on the map. We need to make sure we deploy reliable charging infrastructure across the country. Yeah. Like it needs to be accessible everywhere, whether you park at home on the curb, in transit between two city, you have to make sure that this charging infrastructure is reliable. We'll be right back after this short break. At TD Auto Finance, we know that now more than ever, digital solutions are crucial to building relationships. We're constantly growing and innovating to help you connect with your customers. Our industry leading app, TD Wheels, helps connect customers directly with your dealership, giving you pre-qualified leads at no extra cost. We pride ourselves in giving you the specialized support you need to grow your business. As the only truly full-spectrum lender in Canada, our non-prime, near-prime, and fixed and variable rate prime programs all give you the flexibility you need to support customers in almost every circumstance. Our five-time J.D. Power award-winning sales, credit, and funding teams are available in local offices across the country to help you today. Contact your dealer relationship manager today or call us at 1-855-TD-AUTO-1 to find out more about our award-winning service, innovative programs and products, or even how we can help you find a floor plan financing option that suits your business needs. Welcome back to the podcast where we're hearing from Louis Tremblay of Flow EV Charging. I want to ask about that. You mentioned range anxiety, and it's an issue, especially in Canada, because we're so massive geographically speaking. And it came up again at the Detroit Auto Show uh, this week. It is a huge concern. Um, which, which of these alleviates that concern more? Is it more infrastructure or is it more education about how far an electric vehicle, a vehicle can actually travel on a full charge? I'm, I'm just, I think it's a mix of both, Greg. Uh, you know, right now or since the last 10 years, the car hasn't had the, the quite the range of the internal combustion engine. It's it's really changing. But again, we need to make sure that we're going to be infrastructure, enough infrastructure. And I cannot more emphasize, you know, again, our core value, those infrastructure needs to be reliable because right now in North America, there's 1% of EV drivers. So if this 1% of EV driver is not having a proper experience, what they're going to say to everyone, to their, you know, in-laws, to their, you know, wife, kids, and so on is, you know, EVs are not, are great, but it's not possible to charge. So we need to make sure that we deploy enough infrastructure and people understand that EVs are not internal combustion engine. What I mean by that is, when you're, you're thinking about buying an EV, you always think, oh, I'm going to need to charge rapidly once a week as you're doing with the internal combustion car, which has the reality is 80 to 90% of your charging will be at home. Every morning, you will leave your, your, your home with a, 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 an electron tank 
full of, of energy, you'll be able to, for most of your days in a year to rely on home charging. So education is really important because people, you know, are again have range anxiety. But to answer to your question, I, I really think it's both deploying more infrastructure and education is a key component uh, on top of ZEV mandates and other policies that we discussed earlier. There, there's no question, though, that people do feel like they need to be able to see a bank of chargers as they drive to the hockey rink or as they drive to the cabin or the cottage or as they drive to the in-laws. And right now, we need to see that because we have to stop and fill up for gas at times. And and in that time, it only takes minutes to fill up that tank. How far off is EV charging technology in a sense that it will fill, quote-unquote, an electric vehicle as quickly as we fill a gas tank? You're so right right in your first statement, uh, Greg, that, you know, a a charger is twofold. The, the, The charger, I would say, not needs, but the charger utilization is both charging the current car and making people that you know are driving those car or are thinking to buy those car that they can be you know able to charge whenever they are. So it's twofold. It's twofold, and it's it's really it's really important. The second part of your question, can you just make sure to repeat so I, I can answer sure. it properly? How far away is? I know we have fast chargers, but when I pull up to even Costco and wait in line for gas to get cheap gas and I fill it up quickly, it's minutes. It's absolute minutes to top up my tank or fill up my tank. How far away is the EV technology or are we there already where people can just pull in, fill up as if it were a tank of gas that quickly? Because it seems like people's concerns are that they have to wait too long while they charge. Yeah. And okay, I understand. Sorry, your question. There, there's two components. I'll try to answer in one way: is can we expect that the EV will charge as fast as a gas car, which is like three minutes, four minutes, something like that? And back to my comment: EVs are not internal combustion engines. So let's let's put the worst situation. You're you're in Quebec City, where I am, and you want to drive to Vancouver and you want to drive as fast as possible and you want to charge and every time you charge you know you want to you take the same time than you use a, a gas powered car it will take you know battery innovation solid state there's a lot of battery breakthrough it's not for tomorrow to be able to go to Vancouver and you know from Quebec to Vancouver to have like 20 minutes 25 minutes of a total stop for your charging, for your filling, we're not there yet. But again, for 365 days a year, you'll be able to, you know, not have to go to a fast charger, charge from home. But when you have to travel, most EV behavior would be they won't they won't charge uh, when they are totally empty. You know, range anxiety again. They will charge in middle in the middle of Quebec and Montreal or in Menton and Calgary. Just sipping, not gulping, just making sure they're going to top up to go to their destination where they usually know that there's a standard charging when they can charge overnight. So most of the needs are covered. But for those of, of us that do Quebec to Vancouver every day, yes, it's going to take a couple of years when, before we, we, we can expect to have a full tank in three to four minutes. But again, I think it's an extreme scenario where, where 95% of the per- population can have a, can have a decent uh, charging time um, with EVs. 
for, for the record, I agree with you, and I've always said that. I, I say the electric vehicle is like your cell phone. You come home, you charge it up, you wake up, and it's full, right? And, and I think until the majority of the, the drivers understand that, um, we got to keep driving that message home uh, for those uh, folks who want to push and, and encourage EV pickup. Yeah, yeah, and, and one of the challenge we have, trust me, that's what we want to get as as close as possible than a nice uh, behavior internal combustion engine charging behavior time delay, but technology will evolve. But the reality is, even though we solve that, the amount of power we need to put in a car, you know, in three minutes to charge 500 kilometers or something like that. It's, it's, it's another challenge for the utility, for the, you know, the electricity provider. And right now, you know, I've been driving EVs for the last 10 years plus. Uh, I, I have in a year, I have 42,000 kilometers. I charge at almost of the time on fast chargers. And, and we're, you know, again, we're at the inception of this, uh, of this business and it's working perfectly. So every progress, you know, will be great, but it is possible today and it will just get more accessible and affordable in the, in the, in the near future. You recently announced a manufacturing site in Auburn Hills, Michigan, just outside of Detroit. Why the U.S. expansion? What was the reason? What drove you to expand in Michigan? It's our third uh, production plant, production assembly, sorry. We're going to have probably other in the United States trying to be closer to our markets. So uh, re- always have a strategy to be closer to our markets with our uh, assembly plan. And to me, uh, Michigan was like, it is the auto automotive world. Like, like it's close to Ontario as well. It is really the capital of cars, if I may, EVs. And on our side, if, if, if you listen to what I said earlier, like reliability of charger is really important. And we have more and more cars coming to market. And even though when the cars are, have been in the market for two, three years, manufacturers are now doing more software updates to their cars. So there's always challenge of compatibility. So for us to be in Michigan was just so right to be able to be close for, to the new car of the market, to you know our partner, our day-to-day partner. And it's a pretty central way, um, not, not, to, not so far from Canada, to be able to serve, I would say, the West Coast market and the, the uh, East, Eastern um, market as well, where you know both coasts in USA are pretty much our main markets so far. U.S. President Joe Biden uh, recently approved 35 state, territorial, and district plans for EV charging. It involves $900 million U.S. dollars and chargers along 53,000 miles of highways. Big question. How does Flow take advantage of that, and do you plan to? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And uh, the Michigan plan will be, uh, I would be, will be a cornerstone to, to be able to participate uh, to, to this large uh, deployment. Uh, so definitely we, we intend to participate. And I really think uh, uh, as a Canadian company, we can be proud because we offer a great product. And again, uh, second of none, uh, reliability service. So I, I like Los Angeles, like New York, like GM, like Enterprise, many uh, company in the U.S. will benefit from our service. And I'm sure we're going to be able not only to this deployment, but, you know, years after to be growing uh, into the States. 
Last question. You're based in Quebec, uh, a province that is very green when it comes to transportation, and that's in terms of new vehicle sales and manufacturing. What does Quebec have going for it? Why the uptake and why the manufacturing investment in electric vehicles in Quebec? What makes it so attractive? First, you know, the energy is green. Uh, Quebec is proud of its electricity. We have invested for the last 70, 70 years, if not plus. And, you know, Hydro-Quebec, the government, you know, want to make sure we're part of this industry. We used to say that we master electricity. So I, 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 I like to say that I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be born in Quebec. It's a perfect place where, you know, we want to participate to the new economy. We master electricity, as I, I used to say. Uh, so, uh, again, it was a perfect place. We were accompanied by leaders like Hydro-Quebec, uh, City of Montreal, other partners that, you know, were, were keen to, to, you know, to use our, our service 13 years, almost 14 years ago. It helped us to, you know, to, uh, to develop our company after to work with, you know, Ontario, BC, and all the other provinces. And in 2018, it was, uh, you know, easier for us as a more mature company to enter into the U.S. market. And again, uh, uh, not to repeat myself, but we've demonstrated since 2018 that you know we can uh, we can grow international internationally with our offer. Louis Tremblay, wonderful conversation. So glad we uh, got to catch up. I appreciate it immensely. Thank you so much, Greg. It was a pleasure for me. I want to thank Louis for being my guest. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.